You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio is here. Funemploymentradio.com. There's truly nothing more humbling than not only losing to a 12 year old, being outsmarted by a 12 year old. And just knowing that a 12-year-old who you're three times older than is smarter than you. Well, not smarter than me in some ways, but yes, in this (laughs) game, in the game of Risk, Sarah, yes, he was smarter than me and a couple of 40-year-olds, too. And the thing is, it's not like I was... Oh, so you're throwing everybody else under the bus now. It's not just you. It wasn't just me. He beat everybody. Uh, But you were the one... it It was down to the wire. It was down to both of you, and he handily beat you. Yeah, but he took out everybody else first, so at least I lasted the <laughs> longest. I don't know what that says. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. Of course, we are live here five days a week out of Portland, Oregon, and you can find us, though, via the podcast. Anytime, anywhere podcasts are found day on the cyber night. Webs. Yes, day or night. You can listen to us anytime, and thank you to everyone who does so. It's been... Uh, we, we love doing this show, and you guys are are great. Uh, of course, it is uh, Tuesday, May 27th here, the day after Memorial Day uh, here in Portland, Oregon, where we are broadcasting live. It is Tuesday. I'm yes. already totally thrown off. Yeah. Because I keep thinking that it's Monday. I'm like, oh, are we having our super secret guest? Never mind. It's already Tuesday, which means there's already one day gone in the week. This is true. Did you make... These are, uh, all, these are all facts you I am just spewing facts these right are, now. These are facts. Another fact I would like to state uh, is the fact that I got to witness Greg Nibbler being beat by a 12-year-old. It's true. It was... So it was just as wonderful as it sounds. All right, we we've got a bunch of stuff that we're going to get to today, uh, including Sarah. I don't know if you know this, but uh, something I created got a little bit famous over this weekend here in the Portland area. I'll I'll discuss that here in a minute. I uh, vicariously, I'm not technically associated with it publicly, but I will be after the show. All right, you're going to say what I'm going to say. Okay, yeah, I'm going to say what it was. All right, because I like it. Uh, it was kind of awesome. It kind of took off, and uh, and we've got a ton of great things coming up. It is one of your dreams, kind of coming true. Uh, kind of. This okay. one was finally successful. <laughs> it's been many tries. This one finally worked. And uh, and also, of course, we have Tim Riley News coming up. We've got a number of different things that we'll be talking about here on Fun Employment Radio. But yes, I will say this. I lifted a personal ban over the weekend that okay. I've had for about, probably, I tried to figure it out. It's been close to, I, I would guess, 10 years since I've done this. and that Smoke I, crack? No, not crack. Okay. Nope, not crack. That ban was never uh, was never initiated. Uh, no, this was this was something else. It's a game that I used to play that I had a really really hard time losing in. So if you if you know me, if you've heard us talk about the show, I don't like to lose. No, I'm not the greatest. I am shocked. I, I I'm better at winning. I'm more gracious in winning than I am in losing. Losing, I don't handle it necessarily well. He doesn't. Greg gets like this, like crazy look in his eyes, and like they almost look like they're going to pop out. And he's kind of grimacing. <laughs> doesn't want you anywhere near him. Doesn't like like courtesy handshakes or anything. It and depends. no matter what you do, if you're silent, if you're loud, if you're somewhere in between, if you're not acknowledging it, if you're acknowledging mm-hmm. it, doesn't matter. Same level of anger. Uh, yeah. There's no way to handle Greg being mad about losing. What? Something. I don't know what you're talking about. It's not that bad. Mm-hmm. So. It, it's that bad. I used to play, <laughs> I used to be a Risk player. Risk the game, the game of strategy, the game of world domination, where you, of course, uh, are divided up battling somebody else in sections of the world trying to take over the world. There's only one winner in Risk. One person ends up either ruling the world or, and then everybody else is, is gone. Everybody else is vanquished. And this weekend, 
I lifted my personal ban on it. No, I put a like, personal, so you put ban, a personal in place. ban on yourself from playing a, like a fifty-year-old yes. board game. Yeah, I put a personal ban on myself because of the fact that I realized this, and this was this was about you know about a decade ago that I couldn't handle losing at that game. That game of any game, I just. I couldn't deal with it. That's like my... I I've talked about this before. It. Like That's like my sorry. I'll never play sorry again because my family thought it was hilarious to always send me back to the beginning. <laughs> and I would get so upset, I would leave the room in tears and they would just laugh because I couldn't handle losing either. Well, yeah. See, people used to do that about me too and then that would just make me even more mad. <laughs> so I used to play Risk a lot, but the problem is I won a few times, but mostly I, I didn't win the final game too often. It usually came down to, uh, several times it came down to me and just one other person. But in high school, I used to play it with, uh, high school and then into college, I played it with a, with a guy named Scott that I went to high school Scott. with. Scott. Scott, who won. He would always win, and it just infuriated me because he was all smug about it, and then he'd sit there and he'd talk shit about it and talk, make fun of the fact that I was out, and then it would just make me so mad because a lot of times it was just like complete luck of the dice, and then it, oh, it made me so furious. I could wow. not handle it. I would spiral into a rage. Like, I never flipped over the board, but I wanted to so many times. Wow. I, I really couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle it. And so now 10 years later. Well, no. It, okay. then it got, so then then it went into, <laughs> after that, into into my, into my 20s when I used to play with my buddy Don. So I played with Don and Megan, who's uh, now his wife, and then uh, Anna's sister and all that. And we would play it uh, fairly often at his house. But the problem is Don always won. It just made me so mad. And Don wasn't, Don wouldn't talk shit. He wouldn't say anything out he loud. He just did the quiet he did one. The, he did a quiet little smug and just like look at me. He like as soon as he would roll a die, roll something that would like take it, destroy one of my armies. He just turn around with like a little smug grin and just stare at me for a second and then continue playing. Oh, it made me mad. Wow, Greg is getting really worked it up. It made like, me so when Greg mad. gets angry, the curls in his hair start to get a little curlier and it starts yeah. to get like springy and his hair is starting to grow a little bit. Oh, it was it was. It was infuriating. So uh, Aaron that, Duran in the chat, he's calling us. He's saying, uh, Greg, if you're, you know this worked up about risk, as soon as you're ready for a real strategy game, you can let him know. All right. Well, I maybe, maybe. I may be into that. I, want to, I don't even want to play. I just want to watch you guys play like I did when I got <laughs> off work. So um, it, it was uh, a celebration of our dear friend Scott's uh, child's birthday. Mm -hmm. He turned uh, 12 years old. Right. Which is why Greg was playing Risk against a 12-year-old. So after I got off work this past weekend, I got to go and witness. I went over to the party a little late. Got to witness Greg playing Risk against a 12-year-old. It's true. So, And that game goes on for a really long oh, time. Oh, yeah. It was like a four-hour game. Man. It was like a four-hour game. So I was playing you know, with Scott, uh, David, and then 12-year-old Coop. Uh, so, <laughs> so Cooper, but the thing is, here's how the game started, though. I was smart in this because I knew Cooper plays this a lot. And so I was like, well, you know what? Maybe we ought to form an alliance. So I suggested it, and Cooper was in. And we formed an alliance. What is that to start even? An alliance? Like in a reality TV show? Yeah, it means you agree not to attack each other, that you're going to go after everybody else. You kind of divide up the board how you want it. And then uh, you go from there. So we, we formed a bit of an alliance. And it worked out well for me. I got to say, he was a man of his word, a boy of his word. He, I would say Scott Daly's son would be a man of his yeah, word. Yeah, no, he stuck to yeah. it. He stuck to it, you know, um, until the time came when there was no choice but to just destroy me, which he quickly did. <laughs> Wait, so is this, okay, so your alliance with a 12-year-old, mm -hmm. is this something that you guys secretly talked about before? Or no. was everybody at the table aware that there they was They were all alliance? aware. We, I did it openly. I wanted to send out an intimidation to uh, Scott and David. 
So I so I openly talked about. It. I was like, "Kubert, let's. Uh, what do you what do you say, me and you? What do you want to form an alliance?" He's like, "Yeah, okay." And so then we formed an alliance, and it was it was great. It worked great for me. I mean, because he single handedly eliminated the other two people, so they he got them out of the way for me. No, and then he ultimately eliminated. Well, all the, the three alliance. People. There's only one winner. The alliance will only go as far as that until there's two people left. <laughs> Edward is saying, "Never trust someone that agrees to an alliance." And Zuma <laughs> says, "All alliances must end in betrayal." It's yeah. true. Yeah, you yeah, can't. No, be- and I know, but I mean, it, but there were four people. So playing. basically, you just wanted to kick out Scott and David, so that it was just down to you and Cooper. I wanted to do whatever it took to give myself the best chance of winning, and allying with. Him, that was the best chance. He, I figured he had way better chance than either Scott or David, and I was right on that. I was correct on that that assumption. I just didn't realize how brutal he would be to me when it came to me, my <laughs> turn. So, so uh, yeah, he uh, he beat me. I must say, I give him much credit. I I was it was in fact the twelve year old's birthday, but I was not going to let him win. No, there was no like taking it easy on him. No, nobody was going to no. take it easy on him, and there was no need to because he won outright against all of us. And so that was just that was just how it was. I did, I did find out I could control my losing rage. Well, you could control your better. rage against a twelve-year-old, right? Yeah, had Scott won, yeah, then I, maybe the rage would have come back a little bit more. What was fun is then afterward we all played a game of bowling Wii, mm-hmm. where I handily beat Greg at that. Oh, that doesn't count. <laughs> it totally counts. That there doesn't is a mean scoreboard. anything. Yes, bowling Wii is nothing. It's not even it's connect bowling. That's where it's at. But I mean, you know, no, whatever. I don't trust invisible bowling <laughs> no. stuff. No, no, that doesn't count at all. But anyway, yes, it was it was rather humbling though to uh, to to be beaten by a twelve year old. Wow. Handily. So would you ever play against him again? Yeah. No, because I want to beat him. I want to win. <laughs> Best the, the of luck with to that, win Greg. Does not go away. No, I want. I don't want to just win. I want to destroy him. No, but you should probably put a moratorium on this and like not play it again because you, clearly you play after ten years, you still are angry and upset about it. You still lose. Mm-hmm. So you, this is probably just not. No, your game. I don't lose all the time. I made it to the second. I made it almost, and then I was going to turn in my cards, and I had like thirty-five armies that were going to be coming to me. But then he beat me before I could use the thirty-five armies. You know, I was close. It was really close. I had a chance. Yeah, you had a chance that you blew, it sounds like. Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, he kind of Yeah, he kind of beat me. So, Aaron says, Scott's son builds his own uh, winning magic decks. You've already been outclassed by game strategy. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, and this is in the live chat at funemploymentradio.com slash live. If you're a live listener, you can come in there and comment. I'm ignoring many of these comments that are going on right now referencing... Well, what are you going to do? How are you going to get self-control? Because first, you've like lifted your risk ban. Mm-hmm. Now I know you have a new roommate... And he brought over. Didn't he bring over some sort of like video gaming system? He did. He brought over a PlayStation Three. So it have. A, and I believe there is an Xbox on its way as well. So it's uh, it's going to be like Game Central. But I have my personal ban on video games also. Like I, I remove these things from myself. Video games is not because I get mad. Video games is because I get obsessed, obsessed with video games. He's got this one called Fallout which is like in a post-apocalyptic world where you like run around and you're like uh, alone in like this world and there's mutated animals and there's wild like crazy people out there and then you try to take stuff from the people and then you rob things. It's pretty amazing. Do you know this because you played it this weekend? No, because I watched him play it for about 10 minutes and realized how much I love it <laughs> that I have not I have not sat down to play it yet. I'm not going to let myself do it. I'll end up doing it. Yes, you totally will. Yes, I will. Well, I mean, look, if you can't stick to your, you know, risk man, yeah. Then who's to say? Well, no, I think it was okay to lift the risk ban. I had to see what level of rage I would be at losing. And I, it was a tolerable level of rage. It was it was tolerable. 
There were a few moments during the game. You should never be having to gauge your levels of rage if there, you're doing something you're supposed to this. be enjoying. I will say this. During the game, uh, perhaps uh, David had a lady friend over, a friend, and uh, she was at the table, too, while we were playing, the four guys were playing. To get a little mad at some of her comments. I didn't like outsiders commenting on the game when I, when I would uh, lose something. And then she was pointing out things I was doing Because she wasn't in the battle. She yes, was she wasn't a, in the battle. She was on the outskirts. She was a lady in waiting. No, she's sitting there telling David things I was doing wrong. Like right in front of me. I'm like, oh, rage. You stop that. You're rage. cheating. <laughs> that would get kind of annoying, though. It, it, it did. It did. It like did. if anyone was like, oh, you should totally do that. that mm-hmm. That's the kind of stuff that makes me mad. Oh, yeah. No, mm-hmm. it, it, I, it, uh, it worked. It worked. I had to bite my tongue a couple of times. I mean, and technically, she wasn't doing anything wrong either. And, you know, she may have been right about what she was pointing out. Still, didn't matter. Well, clearly she was right about what she was pointing out or else it wouldn't be making you mad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. No, I do understand your rage because when we do play... So Greg and I, of course, are... It sounds so stupid, but we look forward to it every year. Greg and I are part of, uh, along with many of our friends, a cornhole league. Yes, this is true. Here, and actually starts this week, which we're getting super excited about. Uh, so like cornhole, I don't. if you don't know what it is, we talk about it all the time. Beanbag toss. It's basically a beanbag toss against like a plywood board with like a hole cut in it, and there's a point system, blah, blah, blah. So we yep. all play in this league, competitive cornhole league. Yes. And that is where... like I. T- Try not to take it seriously. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, especially something called fucking cornhole. Right. There's. It's by definition, it should not be taken seriously. It should not. But my God, I get so upset when we <laughs> play cornhole and I lose, or somebody like like lands three cornholes, which is a, a significant amount of points. You know, if they oh. get them because you get like four bean bags and each one takes turns throwing them. Oh, I know. I've 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 beat you several times, and you are not friendly. I'm not, I, and I, I try. I try. Try. I try to be like diplomatic. I have to say, you might be one of the worst losers in cornhole. Like I, I can be pretty bad a couple of times. Like I'll get mad, but you're. I'm not. And I'm your not, level I, is. I'm not a bad loser when it comes to anything else. Like if it's yeah. like bowling or or like games. Like yeah, I don't. I'm not happy, but I don't get pissed. For some reason, for cornhole, I get so angry. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's so stupid. And I'm sitting there and I'm talking to myself. I'm like, Sarah, it's called cornhole. What the fuck is your problem? Yeah. Get it together. These are all your friends. Like, stop being a little fucking baby about this. Because sometimes <laughs> I won't even, like, want to shake their hand. Like, I'm a, no, I, that's like, me. You would never shake my hand. No, no, I never want to shake your you asshole me. hand. You've punched me before because mm. I beat you. Fair and square. I beat you. I didn't, like, cheat Yeah, Keelan is the same way, though, too. Keelan and I, I both are, like, and I try not to react, but my, I, I don't loudly react. I, mine's just, like, the silent anger, and people will try to talk to me afterward, and I'll just be sitting there with my arms crossed. In a huff. In a huff, like a fucking baby. And I'll just be <laughs> sitting there, and people will try to talk to me. They're like, oh, how did that last game go? I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. And I, I'm serious, too. And then I have to force myself to snap out of it. Uh-huh. Because it's so stupid. All right, it's being asked in the chat. Tony said, but to be fair, how cocky is Greg when he wins? I keep quiet. I don't say anything. No, Greg is the quiet cocky. It is so annoying. It <laughs> is so annoying. He doesn't go like, yeah, but he's the asshole cocky. That he, like, he's just like kind of sits there with his little fucking smirk, like you were talking about with your friend Don <laughs> or whatever, that sat there with a little smile smirk, and it just makes me want to punch him. And so that's why I don't want to touch him when he's like sticking out his hand saying like good game afterward, because I just want to hit him. <laughs> I really just want to hit him. I'm like, don't put your hand out at me because I just really want to like pull your arm and like pull you toward me and then like clock you with my left hand. Well, sometimes you win, sometimes, sometimes you lose. It's just kind of the way of the game. I just happen to win more often than I lose. 
Well, here's hoping because we're on the same team and I haven't been impressed with what I've seen from you so far. Uh, you should be impressed. I've been pretty I'm good. I'm not. We really need you to, to step it up this year, Greg. Uh, I've been I've been pretty I've been pretty good. Which is why Greg and I, when we play in the Cornhole League, uh, in order for us to not kill each other, we have to play on the same team. Yes, this is that, true. That is what we have learned as you know, as functional, you know, because we're your business partners. We have to like we can't hate each other, and this that is, is the true. only way we have learned how to be able to play. See, why, why are all these people in the chat now agreeing that I have a punchable face again? What you is do. it with this punchable that hot face MTV and... chick said that you had a yes, punchable Carly face. Carly Aquilino, mm-hmm. whatever you say her name, Aquilino. Yes, yes, she did say that I had a punchy face. Well, you know, what, what are you going to do? You do. I, I, I mean, you know, if I'm winning, I guess if you hate hate it when people win. then. I, mm. Anyway, uh, you brought up, you did bring up something. Many times, I know, because I'm so excited about it. <laughs> so, I do have something to share that I have a follow-up on. <gasps> oh, okay. I thought oh. you were going to bring up the other thing about me talking about oh, my thing that I wouldn't shut up about this weekend. Is that what it is? Weekend. Oh, why don't you go ahead and bring okay. that up first? I just want to say, Greg. I'll just say this, a tease. I've got a follow-up on a roommate. What? What? Not the new one, right? No, not the new one. I've got a follow-up from a story last week that I talked about. About the bed? I do have a follow-up on a former roommate. I'll give a recap and and discuss that here in a second. And I'm trying to figure out what I can say and what I can't say because there could be legal implications. Um, But I will... What? uh, Not with me. Not with you. Not with me. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. So I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. All right. Well, now I I'll feel like my, I'm just second pickle. I'm like, sorry. I no, no. I wasn't trying to do I that. I just wanted to tell you because you heard me babble about it on. I just want to say how I'm still riding high on that. I've got like the best compliment this okay. weekend. Oh, Jesus. Yes. Yes. I'm sorry. When you were a woman in her, I'm, I'm getting to be in my mid-30s. I'm going to be 34 this year. Uh-huh. I have to say, it is always a darn swell compliment when someone tells you that you look far more youthful. Than they think you are. So this past weekend, I was saying before I went to see Greg get his ass kicked by a 12-year-old playing Risk, I was working at the bar that I work at. And of course, it was like UFC night, so it was lots of lots of bros, lots of blood. Yeah. Those things are disgusting. Yeah, you know... Oh, I- my God. I... I can't handle it. I tried to watch it because I'm like, all right, because everyone there is like really into it and they're talking uh-huh. about the, the competitors and like their backgrounds. And I try to watch it when I'm, you know, like shooting the shit with customers. It is so gnarly. Broken noses, gashed faces, blood everywhere. I cannot, cannot do it. Yeah, I've I've tried to watch UFC just because I, too, I mean, I know a lot of people are into it. And I, I mean, and the sport is huge, very popular. Um, but it I is just, so popular. I'm, I'm just, I can't get into it. No, yeah, and I, I try. I, just, I have tried. I just, it is too gross for me. Yeah. It is too gross. I saw some guy basically bend his ankle. Like, one of the guys, like, stomped on this guy's ankle and it bent completely the wrong way. Oh, yeah. so gross. Oh, so gross. But anyway, so I work at this bar and I, I work with a lot of people who I've now come to realize I think I am the oldest person that works there okay I'm the I didn't because you know when you start to get into like your late 20s you know early 30s whatever everyone kind of starts to seem the same age and there's this guy that I work with and uh, he was talking about you know because I, I know that he's I think he's like 23 and so he was talking about you know after because he was just filling in for a little while and then he was going to head out on the town with his buddies and they were going to go you know go party up I'm like where do you where do you young kids go these days I'm like I don't I don't even know like I guess they go to like southwest Portland I don't know do stuff up there okay and I'm like okay and then he's like well what do you mean young kids he's like you're my age and I was like no I'm not young man I'm like I'm 10 years older than you and he's like what you're not he's like no you're 
I'm like, no, I'm going to be 34 this year. He's like, you're 34? He's like, what is that? Do you do witchcraft? And this is the... And he was like, no, there's no possible way. And he kept coming up to me. He's just like, there's no fucking way you're 34. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be 34 in a few months here. And he just couldn't believe it. I broke his mind, Greg. Yes. Yes. As as I've heard you say. I was so excited about it. I, nobody has ever said He's just like, I thought you were like 24, 25. I was like, and I love you. And he kept like coming back up and looking at me. He's like, are you you're sure you're, you're Yeah, because of the reaction that he got from you. Yeah. That's what it is. I know. He's like, oh, I'm going to hit on a cougar. <laughs> That's exactly what was going through his mind. <laughs> and it worked for him, apparently. It did work. I was so I was just like, God bless you, young man. And like when he was leaving, I'm just like, have have fun at your at your dance clubs that you go to. And he was just like, kind of looked at me. He's like, that's weird. Like he just thought, he, he thought I was a voodoo woman. Wow. I eat people's souls. I'm sorry, I was just really excited about my compliment. That's but Greg, a, that's, let's get that's back to nice. That's a that's a good compliment. I'm, I'm just I'm saying, any lady who's getting up there in age likes to know that she might appear to somebody else as younger than she is. It's like the easiest pickup line ever, and apparently that works. Oh, it totally works. <laughs> it totally works. I was just like, oh, all right. I, I see him because I wasn't really because you know he's kind of a, a little bastard. He's he's very funny. I know, like him, but he's you know just kind of sassy. Um. However, it made me like he he went up a few notches in my in my mind. I'm like, oh, I will just tell the next couple rude things he says to me. I'm just going to brush him off because he told me <laughs> that I look like I play with witchcraft because I look youthful. All right, all right, all right. Well, good for you. Good weekend for Sarah. <laughs> Aaron's saying, wait, that's what happened to Sarah's old lady neighbor. She put her age into her. Sarah's the Dorian Gray of Southeast Portland. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Well, go, go, Sarah. There you go. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. Shockwave is saying that's kind of how I feel when I get carded buying alcohol at 42. Yeah. He has a very youthful face as well. Yay. Yes, indeed. All right. All well, right. now I want to get, I want to hear what this, what the new tale is. Okay. So here it is. So I talked about this last week where I have, I have a roommate who just moved out. And if you've been listening to the show for some time, um, you know that uh, this guy moved out. It was moved out on, uh, on good terms he was moving to another job in another part of the city all these things and then on I believe it was Thursday's show or Wednesday's show last week I talked about how after he had moved out the very next day um, somebody from Rent-A-Center showed up where you rent you know furniture and things like that showed up at my house uh, asking my other roommate David if uh, this person was there because he apparently had been renting a bed this entire time that he lived at my house, which was about six months, and didn't apparently was past due. So it was essentially a repo man showing up to take back a bed. A repo man showed up to take back his bed that he'd been renting for the what the past six months that he's been living in your yeah, house. Yeah, and not paying the bill apparently. Okay. So luckily, uh, there was uh, he, he's already gone. I so wonder how far you have to like be behind in order to have rent a center show up and try to repo your bed. I do not know. <laughs> I have no idea. I didn't even realize people rented beds. I th- neither did I. I would think it would be less expensive just to buy one. I knew they rented like maybe like couches and like televisions and stuff. I did not think a bed was something you could rent. Yes, apparently, apparently you can. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the follow up, and I again, I do have to be a little bit careful about what I say here on air. But this is for longtime listeners. You know that this same roommate. Um, also, kind of screwed us over on the Shamrock Run this last year. They said he said we were signed up, but then at the last second, uh, he kept promising we were signed up for it, that he had signed us up for it, and then the day before told us that, no, in fact, we hadn't been. And just to, to be clear, I'm not a fan of him. <laughs> right, right. Um, 
So here's the other thing. So you may have also remembered me talking about him meeting up with two of my neighbors. Now, these are neighbors that I don't know. They live uh, apparently a few blocks away from me. I've never met them. Oh, yeah. The ones that were his new best friends. His new best friends. He had met one of them outside of the house coming back from a run and then ended up going over to their house. It's a couple. He became like best friends with them because he was always talking about them and then they wanted to meet up with me and I thought maybe they were swingers. Oh, yeah. That was the the contemplation. The swinger couple. Gotcha. Yeah, that I thought maybe they were swingers. And plus, they were buddies with him, so I didn't end up wanting to... Well, plus, let's be honest, like, you didn't really want to, like, as soon as you hear somebody being good friends with your ex-weird roommate, it's like, mm-hmm. nah, nah, yeah. you are the company you keep, and this guy is a fucking nutball. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of yeah. like, no, I don't really want to go and meet up, uh, meet up with them at all. Well, here's what happened today. <gasps> today? 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 This happened this morning. This happened this morning. I'm loving how these things keep happening right before the show. So I got a uh, text message from this neighbor, from the neighbor down the street that he had been hanging out with. The the couple? From the couple. Now, they had my phone number because I had come back from drinking and I told the former roommate. uh, We'll just call him. Let's make up a name for him so we don't have to say former roommate. Uh, Cooper. No, no, not that because that that would confuse it with other things. Uh, We'll say uh, Sam. Sam? I don't know. We'll make up a name. Not Pooper. Give me a real name. Peter. 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 Okay. Peter, the former roommate. So I had told Peter that uh, he could he could give them my number. I don't know. I've been drinking. I don't know. Don't know why. Oh, fine. So uh, anyway, this uh, this neighbor had my phone number and sent me a text this morning and was like, "Hey, I want to talk to you about Peter because something weird has happened." Um. And again, I'm trying to dance around, and I, I'm sorry about being circumspect about some of these things, but I'll say this. They were contacted by someone else because of a Facebook photo, because apparently Peter owes someone thousands of dollars. This is what I was told. Now, I don't know if this is true, so for legal purposes, I do not know if this is true. This is just what I was told by by this other person that uh, they have been contacted by a third party who said, hey, do you know Peter? I'm trying to get a hold of Peter. Peter owes me a lot of money. So, and and this person felt the need to reach out to me to find out more information. And so once I started talking to these, the neighbors, I realized, I don't, I don't think they were swingers. I think they're just, um, they're very nice, like nice to a fault. Oh, okay. Like kind of naive. Very trustworthy. Like two, the kind of people that are just too trustworthy. Which there's a lot of those people in Portland. They're just like, oh, love, yeah. People are saying trust. Oh, the yes. protective is that allegedly, oh, allegedly, so, yes, allegedly. Um, yeah, that's that's good. Thank you. So allegedly, this is this is the case. And yeah, I think I think these neighbors they're just like like I said in Portland. There's a lot of these people where they're just so trustworthy of everyone well, you know, peace pe- love and happiness mm-hmm. and there's no way anyone would ever be wrong you know or how can there be bad people out there like that no and sometimes when you move into a neighborhood like you want to be friends with your neighbors and it's like oh hey it's very portland you're just very nice neighborhoody thing to do they're is just, just nice. try and be friendly to everyone I, they're just nice people. okay and um that they're also very concerned now because there are several other things that didn't add up and i talked to them about these i'm like yep went through the same thing went through the same discussions totally know what you're talking about and I was like I had no idea about this 
you know, and then I let uh, her know about several things that I knew about. Mm-hmm. And so all, but all of this stuff has happened, you know, after he's moved out. All of these, uh, these financial things. So allegedly, allegedly financial things. So it's been enlightening today. I just think I have looked up. I've spent hours looking up Peter. Just on the internets, because, you know, basically anywhere that you go in this world at this point in time, you leave an internet trail. Right. If you are a real live person with, you know, history, you exist, you have jobs and everything, you are on the internet in some capacity. Yeah. Yeah. In the the six months that I have known of Peter's existence, Mm -hmm. I have never been able to find a single thing about him except for people questioning online whether or not he's a scammer or not. That yeah, is the but there's only not, but even then there's not very much out there with that. And in all fairness, I did a background check, like a paid professional background yeah, check. Yeah, no, I remember and nothing when came you did back. That. Nothing did because I do that with anybody that moves into my house. So, so the, long story short, you know, I own the house and I rent out two of the rooms. Uh, one of them's to my friend David, and then the other one is kind of bounced around between a few people. Um, you know, and the, and the background check came back with like a speeding ticket. That was like all it is, all, all that came back. So if there's anything else, it's not there. But I don't know, man. There's so many weird things with it. And I was talking about this before. I just can't cla- place what kind of person this is. I don't know. And I've never encountered anyone quite like him, dude. And the more I think about it, Greg, and the more of these little bits that are coming, you know, that are coming to light. I am so glad that he didn't murder you in your sleep. Well. Like, seriously, you really dodged a fucking Peter bullet here because that guy is sketchy as fuck. And, like, he just disappeared into the ether. Like, you don't even know where he is, right? He just um, claimed to have moved somewhere, like, somewhere in some region of Portland. Said and he got it. a different job um, in, yeah, in on the west side of Portland, which is a ways away. The commute would be bad, so he moved over there, which is why it made it really easy for me. I was grateful when that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what... That's what I was told. That's what I was told. So I have been double checking my own things. You have been uh, making sure. Yes, I have been. I've been making sure uh, things are. Uh, ooh, people are making me nervous in the chat, saying, "What if he's using your identity now? What if he's doing these things?" Are you going to change your locks? I am going to. Good. Yes, that I is think that's good. Going to happen today. <laughs> because, uh-huh. because of uh, these these revelations that I've had over the last week, these things that I've found out. Greg, it's really making... Like, you just talking about this, it makes me really uncomfortable. Because that guy was living in your house. And who knows if that's even really his name. Like, if he just acquired somebody else's I mean, background. I don't know. There aren't there's any enough. pictures of him there online. Are. Yes, there are. There are, like, two. There are some. I mean, I believe me, as much research as you've done, you've done I've probably done... Just as much, if not more. But I know you get obsessed with this stuff. But believe me, I've 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 looked up stuff. Clearly, I didn't enough beforehand. I thought a background check would be good enough. Uh, yeah. So it's uh, it's 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 That's weird. Ter- I'm just it's so really weird. Yeah, just change those locks and then be done. Yeah, that's Are you what still I'm getting like his mail and stuff? Lots of it. Lots of it. So I have to figure out what to do about that. I mean, I do still, of course, have his number. I can. Just, uh, but you, at this point, you've severed ties. Like all the, like for the most part, everything's paid. For the most part, yeah, everything. It's not. It's not even worth it at this point to go for the extra, like yeah, whatever else. No, 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 no. There, everything is uh, good enough. At this point, good I feel enough. like you I'm should fine. Whatever that you should be happy that you got off as cleanly as you did. Yeah, yeah, 
Um, yeah, it's it is. Maybe I did. Maybe I did get off kind of clean on this issue. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll we'll go on with that. And um, yeah, I won't. Uh, there's some questions in the chat. I won't answer those just because I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to. Just in case, mm-hmm. I don't want something on a on a public record like this. But these are the alleged things that have happened. Yeah, I mean the Renner Center thing I know happened because that's that's <laughs> through David. Allegedly, the other thing happened. I have no reason to think this other person, this neighbor, was uh, being untruthful. Because why would they? I have just never in my me? entire life met somebody that has brought up so many red flags from so many different people. Mm-hmm. And I just like to state for the record, that guy freaked me out from the second I met him. I have a good... I think that I'm good at assessing people sometimes. 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 I will give you credit in this instance. I hit the nail. Right. I was just... I, and, it, you know, and I know that Greg, Greg didn't pick this particular person because of, like, he, they had an instant connection. Greg picked this person because he needed someone to live in the house. Right. I have to have That roommates. is the bottom that's how, line. That's how I afford things. You yes. Know, I, it's, it's, I have to have somebody He was the there. best of a bad pile. <laughs> And yeah, yeah. And I mean, with somebody who has the grandiose background story that Peter allegedly had, um, maybe someday to, I'll tell those stories. Uh, but not right now. Yeah, you definitely not should. right now. It's too new. I can't do that. I will tell those at some point. But those stories that Greg that's has, a, that's a guarantee for someday, are gold. This yeah. guy is insane. Allegedly, no, he is insane. <laughs> Just, I cannot wait till the day that we can talk about all the shit that Greg had to go through with this nutbag that yeah. was living in his house. Yeah, yeah. Well, I am just I mean, so glad I don't he's know. gone. You know, I just don't know. I just don't know. And that's kind of the bottom. See, the bottom Jez line. is saying, let Sarah pick your roommates from now on. I did actually, we had a meeting when uh, Greg's new roommate now was over there. And like, as soon as he left, I'm like, I like that dude. Well, yes, yes. I mean, it was Well, and he's to. like he's, really likable. He didn't make it hard. Yes. The, <laughs> the new the new roommate who was in there, which somebody has already moved into that room. Um, yeah, he's, I, I really don't get any bad vibes from him at all. Although you never know. You never know anyone. But he's got a really nice dog oh. that's now moved into the house. So then. I'm happy about that. Uh, yeah. So anyway, that uh, was kind of the follow up. Ding dong. Peter's I will give gone. you guys. Woo. I will give you guys more information as I can. But right now, with all of this stuff coming to light, I'm kind of wondering what else is going to come out of the woodworks. Yeah, this is just what him because, being gone less than a week. Right. And all this has come out. <laughs> and my my address is the one that's on the uh, my. It's my address. You know where where he's been living. So all the stuff's going to come to me. I'm curious to see what else is going to happen in the next next little bit. Interesting. I mean, I'm in the clear. I'm in the clear. But curious to see what else happens. <laughs> so, oh, that's okay. Yeah, that's just weird. It's weird. It's weird. It makes me feel really uncomfortable. Yeah. It just, it makes me feel nervous for you at how close you came to having somebody who might or might not be a serial killer living in your house. Oh, is, yeah, I'm not going that far. I am. You're not saying this. It's me for satirical purposes, of course. I don't think that <laughs> Peter's a serial killer. I do. <laughs> that is purely Sarah's Sarah's opinion right there. If I see you on the street, I'm crossing it. Yeah. I'm never going to say hi to you again. Yeah. You creep me the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. So it is uh, It is bothersome. I'll mm-hmm. say that. Well, you know who's not bothersome? The wonderful Tim Riley. Well, this is true. <laughs> well, before we talk about that, though, Sarah, I want to say, you know, Tim Riley, of course, is world famous. Yes. God. I myself, just a little tidbit here. Okay. I myself, uh, something I created did get a little bit famous over the weekend. Oh. So if you were familiar with this, if you followed the news or listened to our show last week, uh, Portland, for a couple of days there, was making news because of the fact that they found E. coli in our water 
and they put a boil notice, meaning you had to boil your water. Don't drink tap water. The notice was in effect for about a day. Uh, yeah, day day or so. Yeah, about a day and a half, probably. Yeah, probably something like that. Maybe two days, I think, before they were, they took the ban off. I think they took the ban off on Saturday. Yeah, and the ban went in effect on Thursday, Friday. Friday. Oh, yeah. So maybe yeah, it was so twenty four hours. Twenty four hours. Yeah, twenty four hours. Well, in that twenty four hours, I myself got on Twitter and created a Twitter handle. I'll admit this now, called at PDX E. coli. You know, because I've tried to do this before. I Greg try to snag always... Twitter handles just because I think it's fun if I can snag one that's going to like catch traction. So I always do it for uh, for mainly NCAA football. Like if a kicker messes up, I'll grab their grab their handle and then start tweeting just ridiculous things, mm-hmm. not malicious or mean things ever, just silly things. No, you just write silly things. Silly things, silly things from from those Twitter handles. But I did snag PDX E. coli, and I will say this. That Twitter handle <laughs> ended up getting a little traction locally with the news. Ended up being shown, and Mr. Jenky sent me this. They showed it on uh, KGW News Channel Eight local news. They showed the entire Twitter handle face Twitter handle uh, Twitter page, yeah, homepage of it, where it just says at PDX E. coli, and then it's, <laughs> the tagline was "Sorry about the diarrhea." And they showed that, <laughs> that on was the genius. news. <laughs> it ended up being followed by like all the news outlets. Uh, Sam Adams followed it. Uh, Portlandia followed it. Like it had, a, it got a got a little bit of traction there for a little bit. Wow! Unfortunately, it was only twenty four hours of of uh, twenty four hours of stardom. Twenty four hours of stardom for it. <laughs> but I will say it worked. It worked. Uh, Mr. Janky said Joe Donlin read a couple of your tweets on the late news that night too. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> So yeah, it did. It worked out a little bit. Got a, got a little bit of traction on that. I thought that was kind of. Oh, cool. that's uh, that's very exciting. Knowing Greg for as long as I have, <laughs> this is one of Greg's like big goals in life. Like, anytime- no, let's not put it that way. Now you're making it sound like this is something that I talk about and put in my no. Like my but I'm saying anytime. Plans. No, because you're no. very good at it. But I'm saying every time that something significant happens, he'll be like, hmm, I wonder if like Alabama kicker or something has happened yet. I wonder if somebody <laughs> Alabama kicker is my one that got banned. I wonder if. Oh, wonder which if by the way, uh, they tried to suspend PDX E. coli. What? Yeah, I got a suspension notice on it <laughs> because I had been tweeting too much or something like that, and they thought it was a spam account. And I'm like, what? And, and nothing I say is bad. No, like like I said, I want to make sure everybody knows that. Like I don't, I don't say anything bad or, or ridiculous. You know, it just it's just ridiculous stuff. Um, but yeah, they they. Uh, did ban it. Yeah, Aaron's saying Greg's family is so proud. Yeah, I'm, trying, I'm not going to let my parents know because I'm sure they watched the news and saw that. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm not gonna, Mom, that was me. Mom, I was on the news, Mom. That was me, Mom. <laughs> I was at PDX Ecola. Sorry about the diarrhea. <laughs> Mom, I was streaming diarrhea and that's how I got on the news. <laughs> but it was, uh, was kind of cool. Wow. Anyway, that's it. That sounds so bad now that I realize I'm saying it. <laughs> Uh, let's go on to Tim Riley. I'm impressed, Greg. Let's get our news update. All right. Let's get our news fix. Our news fix from, ladies and gentlemen, special segment exclusively for Fun Employment Radio, Tim Riley News and Commentary. Stand by for action. This is the news with Tim Riley. Hello, Fun Employment Radio listeners. It appears to be Tuesday. Yes, it's always tough getting back to work after a long holiday weekend. But I see you heeded the rules of general safety, thankfully, and able to join us today. But not everybody did. For instance, take Chase Warner, an 18-year-old from Cartersville, Georgia, for example, died Saturday when he was tied to a shopping cart and pushed into a lake. Only hours after graduating from high school, his death was the result of a botched game he was playing with friends. Participants sat in a shopping cart 
shopping cart that was tied to a pole. Others pushed the cart to the end of a dock so that the person sitting in it would be flung into the water. However, this time, the cart was tied to water instead of a pole, and he was pulled into water, where he died. Bandoneer slammed through the windshield of a minivan full of kids, and everybody walks away okay. This happened outside of Chicago over the weekend. Heidi Cutter and her four kids made it through the eight-hour road trip until something stopped them. A full-size lady deer slammed through the front of Heidi's windshield as she cruised about 70 miles an hour down I-90 near Barrington. It was as if the animal fell from the sky. Apparently, she wasn't too far off. An Illinois state trooper on the scene said a witness told him the deer jumped from an overpass onto I-90. We may never know if this deer chose to end its life in such a tragic way. Man, a 19-year-old man told investigators he caused a three-car wreck when he fainted while holding his breath as he drove through a tunnel northwest of Portland. Daniel Calhoun of Snohomish, Washington, told investigators he fainted while holding his breath in the Highway 26 tunnel near the community of Manning. He struck a Ford Explorer head-on, but everybody involved in this crash has non-life-threatening injuries. Calhoun is cited for reckless driving, three counts of reckless endangerment, and fourth-degree assault. Now, a look into the future. Since we'll be spending most of our time there, Apple is readying a new software platform to turn your iPhone into a remote control for lights, security systems, and household appliances. They plan to unveil this at the Worldwide Development Conference June 2nd in San Francisco. Jetson-style home automation is the next frontier in the growth of technology. A Mexican man, once listed as the world's heaviest human being, is dead at the age of 48. They say he died of being overweight. Manuel Uribe had slimmed down to 867 pounds. Friends said he looked great, well below his record-breaking 1,230 pounds. Uribe was confined to his bed for years and able to walk on his own, relying on his mother to feed and clean him. That's the news for now. Thanks for listening. This program is brought to you by OfficeBreakGifts.com and produced exclusively for the Foot Employment Radio Network. News around the clock. Everybody's diving in the smiling voice of radio, the people's choice. East Coast, West Coast, in between, it's radio. Oh no, it restarted. Oh no! The show is ruined! Ruined! Well now I know I can't play it from that. It's a it's a learning. Learning sure. experience. Sure. Much like everything else. Damn it. We also learned that I should probably pre-listen to this so that Tim and I don't cover the same stories. <laughs> particularly about an obese man that died. I've learned that my- back I've learned that background checks don't always work. <laughs> Background checks don't check for... They don't tell you everything, people. (laughs) Well, see, Greg, see, we're sounding less like radio and more like a podcast. Isn't that what you're supposed to do? (laughs) Podcast shouldn't sound like radio. Oh, look at that. That guy's a douchebag. Hello, my friends. My name is... 1% joke. (laughs) My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy! Hey, the fattest man in the world died. There's that... (laughs) <laughs> I heard about that. Did you? Mm-hmm. I just wanted to make sure you'd heard about that. All right, well, this next story actually has to do with a friend of ours who I just actually was visiting 
this past weekend. Uh, the weekend before last. The weekend before last. Yes. When I got stuck somewhere on a layover, and she was wonderful and took me out on the town, and it was a lot of fun. All right, you guys. If you live in San Francisco, which I know a lot of you do, be on the lookout for mysterious white envelopes. No, no, no. They don't contain anthrax, Greg, but they may contain... $100 bills. So get this. An anonymous donor is dropping off sums of money around the city and then tweeting hints about the locations in a project that this person is calling Hidden Cash, which is pretty interesting. So the person behind Hidden Cash is anonymous, uh, but he's been, or he or she, whoever it is, has been interviewed several times now and they've... Um, they've been interviewed though? How are they anonymous if they've been interviewed? Because they they agreed to the interviews on the, it, uh, the agreements of, uh, in the agreements of they'll be kept anonymous. Okay. All yeah. right. So uh, this has been happening in San Francisco for the past, I guess it says for about the past month. So what these people, what this person is doing is just taking these envelopes, putting in either $20 bills, you know, $5 bills, equivalent to $100 or a $100 bill. Okay. And hiding it in envelopes and tweeting out like clues or basically the location of where something is. Okay. And it's... if. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Is it at Hidden Cash? Is that the name of yep, it? Yep, that's where you can follow it. You okay. follow at Hidden Cash. And this is just in San Francisco, though. Yes, this is just happening okay. in San Francisco. Although the person behind it is now saying that uh, that the project will soon be expanding to other cities, so it might even join our fair city. Ooh, that know. would be awesome. So the person, uh, so okay, so it is one person that was able to interview this man or woman behind the project. So the Hidden Cash benefactor is apparently a real estate magnate who wants to give back to their community. Okay. This person says, I've made millions of dollars the last few years, more than I ever imagined, and yet many friends of mine and people who work for me cannot ab- afford to buy a lot of things in the Bay Area. This has caused me quite a bit of reflection. I'm determined to give away some of the money I make in addition to the charity uh, charities that I donate millions to. Uh, but I want to do it in fun, creative ways like this. So what this person will do is they'll drop the money somewhere. A tweet will come out from at Hidden Cash with hints of the location of the envelope. So at Hidden Cash also requests that the lucky recipients retweet or excuse me tweet photos of their discoveries. That's awesome. So the person behind this told that uh, told everyone that the, he or she is maintaining anonymity for fear of business associates who may take them less seriously. So of course this is happening all who would around. Take them less seriously. That is awesome. I mean, no. I understand wanting to be anonymous, but that's a very cool thing. Yeah, and. We do have a personal tie to this. Yes, we do. Because lo and behold, I got a message from our friend who lives in San Francisco. And listener of Fun Employment Radio. Listener of Fun Employment Radio. Lisa. So our friend Lisa lives in San Francisco. And uh, she was my friend that I actually got to hang out with. I'm trying to pull up her message. And of course, why would my computer be working? I've got a couple of follow-up messages too okay. from her from this morning. All right. Anyway, well, yeah, will you just will you read it for oh, me? Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, she ended up finding one of these envelopes. So she found one. She took a picture of herself. <gasps> oh, I got it. Tweeted it out. Okay. All right. So it says. Uh, so Lisa wrote to me. Hi, Sarah. I'll give you you and Greg a fun employment radio exclusive. Uh, exclusive. I'm not sure if you've heard about the hidden cash craziness. This guy or girl tweets out a location of an envelope with money in it, and the first one to the location gets it. Anyway, he put one on the bench in the park right across from my place, so I ran out and grabbed it. $100. Then you have to tweet a picture of the envelope. So I posted a picture of just the location, and he, uh, and he messaged me to post a picture of myself with the envelope. So I did. Now I've been contacted by local news and just recently CBS News in New York and a ton of other people. And I think that she updated you on who else has been notifying her. Yeah, so the picture of her is available online. You know, obviously, you can see the retweet at Hidden Cash. And she sent me a message this morning. She's been contacted by CBS... 
Fox, BBC, and now The Today Show. No way. The Today Show has been texting her or sending her a message wanting to use her picture on their uh, broadcast. Wow. So her picture's being shown worldwide, basically. Yes. And so initially it was on the Daily Mail. So she's even, it's even in the UK. This is how far this story has traveled. So, yeah. So if you go to the uh, Daily Mail. UK, you can actually see a picture of Lisa because that's the one that she was that she allowed them to use the image. And I'll uh, I'll find the picture here. I'll pull it up and, and show it in the uh, live chat mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, so it's pretty exciting. That's pretty cool. Like I hope. I mean, that would be kind of cool if something like that happened in Portland, right? Uh, heck yeah. I'm all right with uh, free money. Yeah. Yeah. So that is awesome. And Lisa is just a wonderful person, so she totally deserved it. And that's really cool that she was actually able to run out there and get it. Yeah, I mean, so how you- perfect is that that it's right in front of your right in front of your house? Yeah. So there if is. you do live in San Francisco and you would like the chance to maybe run for an envelope of hidden cash, just follow at hidden cash on Twitter. That's and awesome. You might be a hundred dollars richer. See, if I were, if I made millions of dollars in real estate, I would love to do something like this too. That would be just oh fun. yeah, that kind of stuff is awesome. Just like the person that, that was around Christmas that uh, was just walking around handing people money, like coming out of stores. Or, oh yeah, you know, be like, hey, here's hundred bucks, yeah. or leaving it on their car, mm-hmm. stuff like that. That's cool. I like that. Yes, I don't have that kind of money to do that. I don't but either. But when I do have money someday, not if, but when, right. when we do have money, Greg. Right. Don't forget to follow Fun Employment Radio and support all of our wonderful sponsors at mm. FunEmploymentRadio.com. If you're going to buy anything on Amazon, oh my go to FunEmploymentRadio.com first and click on the Amazon link. That would be awesome if you do so. It costs you nothing more, and it helps us tremendously. All right. Next up, heading to Florida. Florida. To Florida we go. Melbourne, Florida. It sounds, to too, Florida. it sounds too classy for Florida, doesn't it? Melbourne. Melbourne sounds too classy for Florida? Yeah. Okay. Doesn't matter well, you know, because Melbourne sounds like it's too much of a fancy place to be. Is Melbourne, Australia a fancy place? I don't know. I figure it's fancier than anything in Florida. Well, okay. Well, that's not that's right. not too hard to go. Well, Melbourne, Florida, we go. Wait, what was that? Shh, just listen. Okay. A Florida man has been arrested on allegations of crashing into a woman's car, stripping naked, and exposing himself all the while man- maniacally laughing. Uh, so according to police, this man's name is Nicola Prulouf. Sure. Drove his car into a woman's vehicle, not wounding her, but drove his car into her several times in a place called Frank Lane in Melbourne, Florida. Police say that Nicola then parked on the front yard of a home near where he had crashed the car, got out, started screaming at people, then ran up onto someone's porch and started trying to unscrew the light bulb in the driveway of the home. So Nicola, 46 years young... After he failed to unscrew the light bulb in the driveway of the home, he was frustrated, so he took off all of his clothes, exposing himself to several people, laughing all the while. Apparently, he was trying to unscrew a light bulb, was naked, laughing, and exposing himself. As officers That's were... A, I, I'm just interested about this combo. I want to hear more here. Yeah, so this... I, I can't pronounce his last name, so I'm just going to keep calling him by his first name. So as officers were escorting Nicola to the patrol car, he then jumped around while in handcuffs and still naked, screaming profanities, and they just couldn't get a hold of the wiggly naked man. Was he slippery? Was he, like, greased up or he something? He wasn't greased up, but they were trying to pull him away. So uh, the officers were trying to pull the 5-foot, 6-inch tall, 167-pound man into the patrol car. Nicola then climbed onto the side of the car, still handcuffed, and with his feet, and he used officers as leverage. So he was able to jump onto the officers and onto the top of the patrol car. <laughs> How hard is it to grab a naked man? I mean... Will somebody please cut that out and send I that I didn't to me? mean it that... I mean, he can't be getting... Wait, 
too far. I mean, you'd be able to track them down, wouldn't you? Hold them, hold them down. That's, that's nothing I'm going to say. It really is going to. Well, the naked man was pulled from the top of the, po- the patrol car. And he was eventually taken to a hospital to be checked out. He was fine, and then he was taken to jail. Uh, Nicolo was booked on charges of aggravated battery with a deadly weapon, assault on a police officer, leaving the scene of an incident, reckless driving, disorderly conduct, and exposure of sexual organs. <laughs> Sounds very sinister when you say it in that way. I know, when they say sexual, or like yeah. instead of indecent exposure. Mm-hmm. I wonder what the difference is between indecent exposure and exposure of sexual organs. I don't know. Is it just the same crime, just a different name for a different Well, state? indecent exposure... Can be like anything, right? Because it doesn't have to be sexual. It could be like peeing. Right. Yes, that's. But exposure of I sexual mean, organs. Somebody I know very well may or may not have been threatened with that a couple of times um, because they were outside of a place and they really had to use the bathroom, and then they were in an alleyway, and then just happened to be police there. Maybe one time in Italy that happened, and then maybe that happened in Portland too. Somebody I know who had that happen, but they were threatened with indecent exposure charges. They weren't charged. But they were threatened. Do I with know that. this person? No, I don't. I doubt it. No, Mm-mm. nope, nope. You wouldn't know this person. Nope. Somebody else. I don't know. Uh, I wait. No, I do know. I heard about it from someone. That's what it was. A word on the street. Word on the street was they were in Italy and they got threatened by Italian cops for indecent exposure. And then in Portland in an alley. Yeah. So I don't know what exposure of sexual organs is. Yeah, but, but that was not that was not brought up. Mm-mm. That part was not brought up. Maybe it's like a Florida specific. Charge since you know a lot of this stuff happens to happen in Florida a lot. Uh, maybe, maybe it's like <laughs> you know DUIs some places, and then some other places it's DWI and then maybe DUII. What, yeah. yeah, right. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I do have a final story. And Greg, this story takes place. Hot damn! From my hometown of Bremerton, Washington. Yeehaw! Yeehaw! To Bremerton, Washington, we go. Of course, we're putting our name on the map. For a lot of amazing shit. Mm-hmm. It's, no, it's, it's if it's a story from Bremerton, you know it's got to be good. Oh yeah. Oh, and it actually also includes something I want to ask Is you. Is that kind of the hillbilly town of the Northwest? Would it be? It's not. It's a city. It's not hillbilly. It's like methy and navy. So it's not usually hillbilly. Okay. Hillbilly is like the would outline. It, would it be considered the Port St. Lucie of the Northwest? Mm, no. What would be? Oh, that's a great question. Salem. No. Maybe Salem. I don't know if Salem would even count. Beaverton? No, ne- definitely not Beaverton. I was just saying that for Keelan. Um, I don't know. Well, We'd we have, have to think, think about of, that. Yes, Gresham? Okay. Yeah, possibly. I think possibly Gresham. Possibly. Yeah, for uh, for Washington, I mean, a lot of weird stuff does happen around Bremerton, but there's like this particular area like that's a little south of Bremerton called Gorst. Even the name sounds. I know it sounds, and it looks exactly like it sounds. Okay. Gorst is actually where I went. So Gorst is like this little, I don't know, sub. Can you call something super shitty a suburb, or a sure. suburb supposed to be nice? Well, no, a, suburb is a technical term. It can still be a suburb and suck. All right, so it's a shitty suburb. Gresham is a suburb of Portland. Okay. All right. Well, there's a suburb of Bremerton, or it's like down the way from Bremerton, called Gorst, and that is actually where when I was 16 and I went and got my first tattoo. Right. That was the place that finally, because we had tried to go to some places in Bremerton and every place needed an ID. Uh-huh. Not in Gorst. Right. Not in Gorst. My friend and I went there and they don't even ask you for the ID. They was like, just write, write down how old you are on the paper. I'm like, I'm 18. They don't even check. They're like, that's oh, a government's okay. law, not my law. <laughs> yeah, so I did get my first tattoo in Gorst in maybe a mobile home. All right, finally, Bremerton. 
a man, young man. I don't think you've ever added in the mobile home part. It wasn't a mobile home. It was like, you know, like a like a portable. This seems to be like a lifelong thing of yours. Was this also inexpensive? It wasn't Was it discounted? Much like your teeth whitening that you got about it uh, was not six months ago from some backwoods like motel. I do have a new trick for teeth, teeth oh, whitening. Oh, God. I don't even want to know. I did it this morning. It kind of burns. All right. Well, this young strapping lad from Bremerton by the name of David Foskett. I'm trying to think if I know anybody with that last name. I don't think that I do, but you never know. David Foskett, 24 years young, has been arrested on indecent exposure charges. But the Bremerton, Washington man says, no, 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 I wasn't exposing myself. He allegedly told police that he had his pants off because they were irritating his skin after he had a manzillion done. A what? Which apparently is a Brazilian wax for men. Oh. A manzillion. Okay, I'm sorry you're going to have to do a little bit of explaining here. I'll be honest, I don't know exactly what a Brazilian wax is. A Brazilian wax is when you get all the hairs ripped off from around your downstairs uh, region mm-hmm. and get yourself all spick and span so there's no straggly hairs to be seen. But they pull it from the root. I. Okay, how's that different than any other kind of waxing? I think a Brazilian wax takes everything. You mean like uh, clean as a whistle? Clean as a... Okay. Yep. Okay, all right. Are you sure about this? Because you're the one I'm trusting on this. Yeah. No, no, no. A manzillion is a Brazilian wax for men. Okay. <laughs> so this is what David Foskett was saying. This is uh, He was a very classy man. The classiest of men from Bremerton, Washington, of course. No man in Bremerton goes without his manzillion. Okay. So according to court documents, a witness said that she saw a man who was eventually identified as David Foskett... With his tongue hanging out of his mouth, exposing himself and touching himself while he was driving. How could she get a good view in? Was he in a really low car? Maybe he was in a low car and she was in a high truck. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. That's the answer to your question. Okay. That is the definitive answer. Okay. All right. A witness said she saw a man with his tongue hanging out of his mouth, exposing and touching himself while driving. Okay. Well, a state trooper, after she was able to give him his license, a state trooper was able to track David Foskett to a Burger King where he was walking near some bushes by the parking lot. Now, Foskett... As you do. As is his want. Uh, Foskett allegedly told the trooper he had gotten out of his car because he, quote... <laughs> I just read this for the first time. He got out of his car because he told the cop, quote, he had to fart and he didn't want to do it in his car. <laughs> now, was he still nude at this point? He was nude at that point. But he said when the trooper informed him... I mean, that's fair if you're nude on, you know, nice leather seats or something like that. Maybe that's not something you wanted. When the trooper informed him of how he had been called in on indecent exposure allegations, uh, David Foskett said he had no idea what the person was talking about, but did explain he had been driving... (laughs) Even though he's standing there nude. I don't know what they're... they're No, 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 he's not standing there nude. He had his pants on. Oh, he had his pants on. Yeah, he was just getting out of his car to fart. (laughs) That's the technology he actually so, said he had to get out of his car to fart. He was walking around the bushes of the Burger King, but he was fully clothed. He was fully clothed. Okay, all right. It's not, yeah, it's not alleging that he isn't elsewhere. So he said when the trooper informed him of the phone call about the indecent exposure allegations, David Foskett said he had no idea what the person was talking about, but then did explain he had been driving without his pants on because his pants were irritating to his recently waxed manzillion skin. <laughs> 
Well, the cop didn't believe him, and he was taken to jail on suspicion of indecent exposure. Did they verify that he did, in fact, have a manzillion? I'm sure that they... I'm sure they would have known, because if you go to jail, don't they do, like, the the, the I, downstairs checkup? I don't know. I they, mean... After all the stories that I've had about people hiding shit in their butts when they go to jail, I'm pretty sure that they check you out before... Like, no matter what you go to jail for, do you get stripped down and the old cough test? I would think so, because if, like, you know, you're like any of the the stories I have of, like, ladies smuggling in pistols in their yeah. jeans and stuff. Huh. Okay. So it's, uh, it was reported that it's unclear how tight David Foskett's jeans were, but hair removal enthusiasts are typically advised to not wear tight clothing for at least 24 hours after getting a Brazilian, or in this case, a Manzillion. I... I mean, but more power to everybody for what they want. That just sounds like not worth the trouble. It sounds a little rippy. Yeah. Well, there you guys have it. There's your world of crazy. <laughs> Bremerton style. Wow. <gasps> no, that's just no. Uh-uh. Nope. Nope. Not going to do it. Nope. Not going to do gonna it. Not going to do it. All right. No, I would not. That's why I don't understand guys that, like, shave their chests either or like get get their chests waxed no i dated a guy once who shaved his chest and it just grossed me out seems like it'd be itchy no it just seems like a it just seemed too girly like like you shouldn't be caring that much like why do you care enough to like and anyone can do whatever they want for me in particular i like a man to look like a man and i don't want somebody with like shaved like it just seemed like you could be doing something else with your time instead of standing there in the mirror shaving your chest yeah there's just my personal preferences i mean i don't know i mean there are people that naturally don't have chest hair that's fine obviously Mm -hmm. but uh i don't know i i being a being a hairy chested man myself i don't see the need to uh shave shave what's going on there yeah Oh, Mr. Jakey, just really back to the Manzillion. Uh, Mr. Jinky has the most genius idea. Manzillion, call it a Brazilian. Instead yeah, of a Brazilian, that, would, that I, is so much like better. That. that is good. Uh, perhaps he should open up his own shop and uh, start administering Brazilian. Mr. Jinky, start your Brazilian Mr. shop. Mr. Jinky's Brazilians. Yeah, come, on, come down. on down to Mr. Jinky's Brazilians. I'll get you all clean as a whistle. Two bros for the price of one. <laughs> yeah, oh, Bremerton. The Brazilian, that's genius. Yeah, what lazy copy editor wrote Manzillion instead of Brazilian? I'm just kind of mad at that well, person. Maybe that's for what the colloquial term is. Come on, get yourself Brazilian. All right, so the hair is we have Sergio like hairy shoulders. I really don't care. I'm not grossed out by people's body hair. I'm just, I mean, you know, I don't want to have to like cut through the thicket, but I mean, you know, like. <laughs> hair is fine. I just, I, it's not natural for a human to just be completely hairless. I don't find that for me. Well, that's no, not... but now there are people with certain conditions where that is. No, and the case. condition is fine. If that's your natural condition, that's your condition. Right. Like, I'm not saying, like, you should have hair. Like, I think If you people... do, though. Yeah. I just then... don't see the point in manicuring a lot of body hair. But if you don't have, I mean, more power to you if you don't have any body hair. I mean, it's not right. like you're... It's the people you who to, are intentionally removing it. Yeah, just like shaving mm-hmm. it and like... So it, it, for me, it just made him less attractive. Yeah. I don't know. Just thinking about like, okay, you could be like doing something else and you're just sitting in there staring at yourself in the mirror, lathering up your chest and shaving your chest hair. Yeah, that does seem like a lot of... A lot of work. I, have a, I had a friend who used to nair his back hair. Nope, see, that's what he wants to do. That's mm-hmm. fine. I'm... 
Yeah. No, he used to always try to get me. He's like, dude, I need you to spray my back. I'm like, no, I don't know. No, I'm not going to do it. I did it once. <laughs> like, Wait, so you broke? <laughs> I did. I did it once. He was a roommate. He was a good roommate. He's like, dude, will you just spray my back? I can't get it at all. I'm like, all right, I'm just, I'll spray it. That's it. Not helping you. Wipe it down afterwards. Oh, never mind. That just sounds wrong. All right, I'm Greg Nibbler. <laughs> Let's talk balls. Of course, balls. ball talk here where I will give you information about what's going on in the world of sports that you can then share with your friends or at least understand what people are talking about. Awesome. First one is this. And Sarah, this does have a little bit to do with you in a way. And I'm sorry this story may be a little bit sad for you. What? Why? Well, it has to do with a San Francisco Giants player by player by the name of Hunter Pence, who is a... Uh, but apparently he makes a lot of money, but he's a very like down to earth guy. Like he doesn't really believe in buying anything. All he does is save his money. And in order to get to work, he actually rides a scooter. So, oh! But it's a it's not like the sit down scooter like you have. Are you like going to be dredging up memories? It's not like a scooter like yours. It's one of those stand this like razor scooter type. Oh, that you like stand kick? on it. Yeah, but no, but it's an electric one. So he stands on it, and I guess it's one of the trainers from the San Francisco Giants. It's his side company makes these Razor scooters. So they're with, like electric? But they're electric Razor scooters. Okay. And uh, so he had bought one from him and then customized it for himself and put his, his Giants number on there. And, like, I miss you know, scooter. did all that stuff. I, I know washed it the day before it was stolen. Sarah had her scooter stolen uh, a couple of years ago. No, it was he... Let's see. November, December, January. It was March, a while ago. It was yes. a year and seven months ago. So okay, right? Not a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. A year and seven months ago. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, this guy. I guess that's what he does. Like even when he signed, he signed like a five-year, ninety million dollar extension not very long ago. And then they they were like, "Well, we'll give you a car ride home." He's like, "Nope, I just want to ride my scooter." So he rides it around and like says hi to fans and all that stuff. It's just what he does. However, during the game, uh, this was a couple of days ago when this game happened. Somebody stole his scooter. When he was uh, in at the game, and I guess this is like, buddy, his... I'm giving him a little. Yeah, you're patting your chest. I give a little pat, like a. Yeah, I feel you. I, I know how that feels, yo. And I guess this is like his prized possession. So this is this is just what he likes to do. And somebody took it, and he was pretty upset. So he uh, he started posting about it. He said he had a dream. He saw someone riding it, and that he tackled them. And, uh, and I've had asked, those dreams, buddy. I have had those dreams. Oh, somebody's posted a picture of my scooter in the chat. Oh, I miss it. So what happened was he, he started posting about it, and he's like, I just want to want to have it back. Um, if somebody can find it, will you please give it back to me? He said, it's not about the money. Um, he'll, you know, if you bring it back, you'll be no questions asked. He said, I forgive you. It's not that big a deal, but I'm really sad about it. It doesn't make much sense to steal. The charger is rare. It's not going to last that long. I trust people. Apparently someone needs it more than I do. But he'd still like it back. Mm. So what he's offering is like a bunch of autographs and stuff like that, autographed uh, paraphernalia. If somebody will uh, will will bring it back to him, and he's not going to press charges. He said he won't press tra- any charges. He just wants the uh, scooter back. So that is what's going on. His At least name he can is, afford to get another scooter. He can. He can. His name is Hunter Pence. Not all of us can afford another scooter. It's true. Hunter yeah, Pence. it is hard to feel bad for. Uh, as Edward and Chess says, it's hard to feel bad for someone that can just buy another one. That's true. But I guess this one was special because it's the trainer who makes these, and he had it customized. Or Team Chef, excuse me, the Team Chef uh, is the one who customized the. Thing okay. Him, so. Anyway, there we go. That was the news. Letting you know. Huh. Uh, other news. Just side note, really quick. So I had tweeted something about the Manzillion thing, and yeah. now the bre- one of the head reporters for the Kitsap Sun, which is the newspaper in Bremerton, just followed me. <laughs> 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 oh, 
That's Bremerton funny. represent. Yeah, Bremerton keeping it real. I wonder if he has a manzillion. I don't know. This is these are your people. I wouldn't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, moving on to ball talk. Got this news regarding the Los Angeles Clippers. So, of course, the LA Clippers with the whole Donald, Donald Sterling fiasco. I won't even go into that. You guys know about that. The NBA trying to get him to force, to, uh, trying to force him to sell a team. Sh- uh, Shelly Sterling, his estranged wife, mm, also yeah. owns a big portion of the team and is kind of handling uh, part of the business for the team. Said that she is meeting with people regarding the sale of the Clippers. Thing is, she doesn't have ultimate final say on this, but regardless, she's meeting with people and she does have a big chunk of the uh, of the franchise. Okay. However, here's what's going on. So there are a lot of people wanting to buy the LA Clippers. Including a group by Magic Johnson, a group led by like Oprah's involved in some group, and there's all kinds of celebrities hmm. wanting to get wanting to get in on it. But somebody who does have a lot of money and is interested is former Microsoft CEO Steve Ballmer. So Steve Ballmer is worth billions, billions of dollars, um, estimated twenty billion dollars. Is he gonna have to change his name to Steve Baller? Estimated $20 billion, so he could certainly afford to buy the team if he did want to. Estimated value is about $750 million. Uh, But here's the deal. Steve Ballmer is not from the L.A. area. He's from another area of the nation who has been lacking a basketball team for a few years now after their team was moved to Oklahoma City. Are you giving people false hope again, Greg? I'm not giving false hope. This is what's kind of going on. Steve Ballmer is very interested in buying the team. He reportedly, he said uh, publicly that he would keep the team in uh, L.A. However, I would not be surprised if Steve Ballmer, if he did purchase that team, if that team would become the Seattle Clippers. So this, for Seattle fans, this is very exciting news because they'd be getting a really good team for uh, just handed to them in their city. It's possible. Likely, I don't know. I don't know if it's likely. Uh, I mean, I can imagine the NBA would like to have somebody like Steve Ballmer own, own a team. I mean, the guy is a tremendously, uh, you know, a tremendously successful businessman. Obviously, knows how to manage a company right. Uh, I highly, I've seen no evidence to the fact that he would be racist in any way. So, I would imagine they'd like somebody like Steve Ballmer owning a team. That would be good for the NBA. However, moving it from LA, I don't know. That is one of the possibilities that is out there. Seattle Clippers. Possibility. Just throwing it out there. Oh. Moving on to ball talk. I can't even like I, I don't even feel like responding to anything like that. It's a it's a potpourri of balls today. Sarah. No, I, I know, but I mean like just I have so many Seattle fan like friends mm-hmm. who like just it makes me so sad when they get that teeny little glimmer of hope. Just that maybe. It is. It's like, oh, maybe it'll happen this time. Maybe. Probably. Uh, it's not that I don't want it to happen, because again, as we've said, Seattle Portland rivalry would be awesome. Yes, no, it's great for great but it for just Portland. Seems so Seattle far-fetched. Yes, moving on to ball talk. Uh, Potpourri of balls, smattering. I'm just going to go through a couple of them. Of course, the World Cup is getting ready to begin in Brazil. I believe that's happening in two weeks. It starts. Uh, should have double checked my facts on that. Uh, regardless, though, Krispy Kreme Japan is now offering a selection of limited time donut th- donuts themed after select countries across the globe. So. What they're doing is uh, they've they've come out with a series of donuts that are supposed to represent each country. Oh, what is ours for? Several fat countries. And sadness. Well, the fat and sadness donut is not on the menu. Okay. Although it's not pretty much every Krispy Kreme donut. So Japan's is called the matcha old fashioned donut, which has naturally green tea flavoring. 
Ew. That is the Japanese donut. Uh, Brazil has the mango passion donut. Uh, France has a creme brulee donut. Italy is represented by the tiramisu donut. And the UK is a peach melba donut. The US's donut is the lemon cheesecake donut. Okay. A lemon cheesecake donut. Apparently, cheese, cream cheese and cheesecakes was pioneered in the United States. I did not know that. I did not know that either. I thought that would be like a, a fancy thing. Didn't know that either. But no, that was pioneered in the United States, Sarah. Good old cheesecake. American born. American bread. There we go. Moving on to ball talk. Popery smattering of balls. Uh, we'll do that a couple more stories. Oh, this, this. This was breaking news. Uh-oh. From TMZ. Over something that happened early Sunday at a Las Vegas eatery, as it says. And that was that a chair-tossing brawl happened. And there's video evidence of this. And the key thing here for the brawl, it involved the uh, the entourages of Floyd Mayweather Jr. Do you know who he is? Uh, he's a boxer, right? Yes, he's undefeated welterweight champion, one of the best boxers in the Wasn't world. Wasn't he the one that made that huge bet on the Super Bowl or yeah, something? Yeah, he makes giant like bets. Like $10 million and he lost? Yeah, he makes giant bets yeah. on everything, but he has so much money it doesn't even matter to him. He got into a fight with T.I. Do you know who T.I. is? Is he the rapper? He is a rapper. Yes, okay. he is. Yes, he is. You can have whatever you like. T.I. So, wow. I guess T.I. is the one who started this fight. Now, if you know who T.I. is, he's kind of a little scrawny guy. He's not a very big guy. Floyd Mayweather Jr. is one of the greatest boxers, perhaps, of all time. Probably not somebody you would want to start a fight with, but I guess Floyd Mayweather Jr. posted a picture of himself with... T.I.'s lady Oh On Instagram Now there was nothing nefarious about it It was like a whole group of people and But she happened to be in the picture as well They don't look like it's anything intimate or anything like that They're just kind of standing together Post a picture on Instagram So she's not orally pleasuring him in the picture No, no, no There's okay. nothing like that And both of them have come out to deny that there is any kind of intimacy between the two of them I guess they've just known each other for a long time So they're just friends But T.I. got very upset and followed him Followed Floyd Mayweather Jr. down the street in Vegas into the eatery where there ended up being a big, big uh, brawl between the entourages, throwing chairs and all this stuff. Uh oh. Allegedly, T.I. tried to throw a throw a punch at Floyd Mayweather Jr. I mean, that's just that's a death wish. Why would you ever do that? I mean, why would you try to start a fight with him? There's no reason to. I mean, obviously, he probably wouldn't hit back because he's probably smart enough to know that would uh, end possibly end his boxing career. Also, mm-hmm. he could kill someone yeah. by punching them. Um, but T.I. is apparently an idiot and tried to, and he instigated this fight with Mayweather. So there we go. That's that's one of the... That's the one kid, of the yeah, I, I remember what he looks like. He kind of looks like a little idiot. Not a bright guy. Not a little very shit apple. bright. Yes, yeah. he is kind of a shit apple. He'll keep doing really good things, and then he'll just do really stupid things, like get caught with weapons or with drugs, and he's just kind of a moron. So anyway, there we go. T.I., Floyd Mayweather Jr., getting into a fight. Uh, moving on to ball talk. We'll just go quickly to these potpourri uh, of balls. I do have this. I want to give an example of one of the worst sports reporters ever. Okay. So this happened after a tennis match where uh, France's Nicolas is in the French Open. And this happened yesterday. So Nicolas Mahout, who I have no idea who that is, but he's apparently a French tennis player. Okay. Lost in the first round of the tournament. And this was him. Afterwards, you know, of course, they have to do a press conference where people ask questions and uh, they have to answer them and all of these things. And this is uh, Nicolas Mahout, where he's asked a question by, I believe, what sounds like an American journalist on a French Open. Congratulations. Um, Congratulations. I lost. You lost? Yes. Oh, 
Okay. So, what what happened out there? Are you serious? No. Uh, did, did you watch the match? No, I, I didn't. I was told that you won. I'm sorry. Uh, question in French, s'il vous plaît. What the hell? So he's asking for questions to be uh, asked in French at the end of that. Yeah, this guy, this idiot. I mean, listen That's to this so, guy. No, I don't How did hear this guy it get, again. This is an international Stop sporting it. event. It's a big deal probably to get a press pass to this. This is the reporter that this... Uh, Congratulations. Uh, oh. Congratulations. I lost. You lost? Yes. Oh. oh. Okay. So what, what happened out there? Are you serious? No. Uh, did, did you watch the match? No, I, I didn't. I was told that you won. I'm sorry. Uh, okay, question in French, s'il vous plaît. <laughs> that is an idiot. That is somebody who I imagine will not be getting a press pass to future events. Yeah. How could you mess that up? I don't That's know. That's the most basic fact of the press conference. And the fact that he's giving one means he probably lost. Congratulations. Oh, that's so awkward. But that is what he did. All right. Uh, finally, in Ball Talk, Sarah, we'll just go to... We'll go to this. There is a new study that has come out. All right. Of course, we have a wonderful sponsor called the Bike Gallery. Bike Gallery here in Portland, Oregon. Six different locations. Six different locations. I saw that you rode your bike gallery bike today. I did indeed ride my bike down here. I actually ran here today because I wanted to give you a little bit. I, I wanted to let you build up a few more miles. Because oh, I am really? so ridiculously ahead of you, you right now. You are not ridiculously. Let me just say this. So for, for Bike Gallery, of course, our wonderful sponsor, you can go to bikegallery.com and you can order and have it shipped wherever you want or order online and go into the store or just go into any one of their six locations. They are wonderful. Great pricing. Great service. Uh, use the offer code FUN14 FUN14 to get a discount. Please tell all your friends who ride bikes and uh, who are using, you know, going to Bike Gallery because they're the great place to go to here in this area. And like we said, you can have it shipped wherever you want. Fun14bikegallery.com. Yes. Uh, so let's, let's just say this. So we have, of course, our bike challenge, which has been going God, on. I am just Which just got reset. And you. you. Okay. Sarah, by the way, at the comedy showcase last weekend or last week, we had uh, the reveal of who was ahead so far in the bike challenge. Sarah ended up being ahead. She also took the odometers that we use and put them in her purse. And guess who rode his bike oh, last I'm week? I'm sorry for you not taking care of your property, so I had to carry it around for you. Yeah, well, let's just say I rode about six miles the other day and did not get those counted on my odometer. Well, clearly that's your responsibility. Your odometer, your responsibility. I'm not here to hold your hand, Greg. I'm here to compete against you. Yeah, no, you're here to cheat because you took my odometer. I see what you did. I, I, let's just say... No, you asked me if I would carry it for you. I'm sorry that you forgot to ask me back Let's just say I'm aware of what's going on. I'm aware of what's going on here. Uh, people are asking about the mileage. I think I had like 59. And you, you did not have 59 miles. All right, I had 51 and you had 37. No, I had more than 37. You're wrong about that too. I think it was like 51, 39. Maybe that might have been accurate. All right, we'll just but it should with that be one. fifty-one forty-seven. Mm. Anyway, that uh, wasn't that wasn't before. That was like a couple days ago. Bike Gallery, our fine sponsor, BikeGallery.com, uh, Fun 14. Well, here's the study that came out anyway. And this pertains to Portland people, especially if you're riding your bikes and you want to be one of the, you know, the, like the spandex riders, the fast riders, you want to compete. Well, they just did a study in California um, regarding whether or not beards will slow somebody down when they're <laughs> racing. 
So, you know, like real professional runners, they shave everything. Yeah, they shave their legs and everything, Shave right? their legs and everything so that they get the most I bet a beard would slow you down. Well, you want to know what the study said? Huh. Over a 40-kilometer ride, there would be about one second difference in favor of a clean shave. About right. one second. That is about all the difference that it will make. So unless you're really, really competitive, competing huge, don't worry about shaving your beard. It's not going to really slow you down that much. So there we go. That was the study, sir. But it does. But if it slows you down a second, that's slows a lot. Slows you down one second. Well, yes, if you're competing in the Tour de France, then yeah, you probably don't want to have a beard for that one second. If you're riding around Portland, I don't think you have to worry about it too much. Well, I have a lot of hair. And like if I'm riding my bike with my hair down, I can feel like the wind catching it a little so you, bit. So you're going to shave your beard? My beard? What are you talking about? I was talking about my hair, dick. It will slow you down one second over 40 kilometers. Overall, pretty negligible. The beard will not slow you down. That concludes this edition of Balta. Except for the fact that it will slow you down because you just said it'll slow you down. You said the beard won't slow you down, but it will. By one second over 40 kilometers. That's slower. Do you know how long 40 kilometers is? That's slower. Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. You're right. It will slow you down by a fraction of a second. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you for speaking the truth. <sighs> Well, Greg, we do have a couple special birthdays today. Do we now? We sure do. All right. Please tell me. All right. Well, I thought you were going to tell me about the first one. Sure. I will uh-huh. tell you about the first one. And ladies and gentlemen, the first birthday comes to one of our fine listeners in Colorado. 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 And she actually came out for the last listener party. And uh, uh, Tim wrote in and asked us to say happy birthday to Kate. 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 Thank you for visiting us. We love you long time, Kate. Happy birthday, happy Kate. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. I'm damn right. And of course, we do want to say a very happy and special 44th birthday to one of our dearest friends, Mr. Scott Daly. Mr. Scott Daly. Scott Daly. The famous Scott Daly. He is so, he is, I think, is the most famous friend I have. Well, he is famous as in his name, sir. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I've ever met anyone who is, I mean, we've, you know, interviewed some people, I mean, like Paul Reiser, Aisha Tyler. Right. None of them hold a candle. No. To how famous Scott Adam Daly Carolla. is. Adam no, no, none of them. None nothing. of these people that we've interviewed. Scott Daly just walks over Adam Carolla. He's like, yeah. oh, you think people know you? Adam who? <laughs> Adam who? Yeah. The world-famous Scott Daly. It is his birthday today, and we want to say happy birthday. Happy birthday, you. Scott. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Oh, damn right. Uh, it is also uh, somebody else's birthday. Okay. I didn't realize this. Uh, of course, John and Boring, one of our final uh-huh. listeners and supporters, it's his son Joe's birthday today. Oh, John Jr. Johnny Jr. Ju- Johnny Jr. That doesn't Jr. make sense. His name's Joe. Joey Jr. You're saying he has a different father? Are you revealing something to John that he didn't know? I'm not supposed to talk about it. Oh, no. Happy birthday from your alleged father. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Hot damn right. All right, there we go. Yes. I think we've done done enough work. Yeah, we've been talking for a while. We've been talking for a bit. I want to say thank you to everyone who tunes into the show, too. You guys are so awesome. You just want to? I can't be involved in that? Um, Well, I wanted to say thank you. I don't know what Sarah wanted to say. I guess I can't speak for her. Wow. (laughs) No, we we are both very appreciative. And, Mm. of course, we are both very appreciative of 
one of our other fine sponsors too, and that is Metro PCS. Metro PCS, um, A, is doing a lot for Fun Employment Radio. They genuinely believe in us, which means they believe in you guys and everything that goes along with it. And they've been, uh, you know, help us keep this show going. And they're a fantastic company to get your phone service. Yep. Uh, Metro PCS, we've been hearing from people who have switched over to the service. That's great. Keep sending us emails if you do switch over. Of course, they, they have their uh, flat rate plans uh, beginning at $40, $40 flat rate, unlimited everything. And that's it. No taxes or hidden fees on top of it. Just 40 bucks mm-hmm. month to month. You don't have to sign like a nine-year contract to go through them. It's month to month, 40 bucks flat rate. You really can't go and wrong. And the phones aren't ridiculously overpriced either. It's not like it's 40 bucks a month, but all the phones are like $700. Right. No, no, yeah. no, no. Then they have phone specials all the time too um, you know including like the one that I have the uh, Kyocera Hydro Extreme which is awesome. Extreme. Extreme just like me uh, MetroPCS.com just like me MetroPCS <laughs> it so little MetroPCS.com slash Metro where you can go and find a location near you let them know you heard about them from Fun Employment Radio go in there and just check it out yep check it out why are you talking like that check it out I don't know you look like you're having a stroke. Yeah, well, I look like a, somebody who needs to go home and change their locks right now. Yeah, you look panicked. I think that's what it is more yeah. so. Like, you look yeah. kind of like Peter might be coming for you. Yeah, if anybody has an He's idea. He's small, about, but he can run really fast. You know that? For yeah, a that fact. I do. Uh, if anybody knows of a really good background checking service other than the one that I've used, please let me know. All right, you guys, send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Follow us on Twitter, at Radio. Thank you so much. We'll be back tomorrow with more FunEmploymentRadio.com. Damn, that was some micro machine shit, son. I want to be the new Mac machine guy. <laughs> You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.